1: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from the one of whom you have just sung, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You heard in the gospel today powerful words of Jesus. uh, One of the top five chapters in the Bible, John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain connected to me and I connected to you, same brings forth much fruit. But if you disconnect yourself from the vine, and that happens in uh, any number of ways, if you disconnect yourself from the vine, you can do nothing. And then uh, his words a couple of verses later. It is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. It is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. I want to bring to your attention this morning an individual in the Bible. His name is Barnabas. Let me read two verses about this man. The good Dr. Luke says about Barnabas, who he came to know quite well. He said, News of the great number of people coming to the faith in Antioch, the Gentiles, News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. And of all the people they could have chosen in Jerusalem, they chose Barnabas to go to Antioch. And when Barnabas arrived in Antioch, the great Gentile church, he saw many evidences of the grace of God. He was overcome with joy, and he encouraged the Gentiles To remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. And then uh, Luke says this about Barnabas. He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And he was full of faith. And because he was connected to the vine. He indeed bore much fruit. A great number of Gentiles were brought to the Lord. Because of this one man. Barnabas. As Luke's description of Barnabas, the name is often the mirror of the individual behind the name. So it is with Barnabas. Pastor Shaur a couple of weeks ago, touched briefly on this man. His name means the son of consolation. In the Old Testament, when it talks about Jesus, it says about him, he's going to be the consolation of Israel. He's going to be the encouragement of Israel. For that's what consolation means, one who encourages. That name was given to Barnabas not by his parents, but that name was given to Barnabas by the apostles. He was not an apostle, but it was obvious he became very close to them. They were enraptured by him, and they thought so highly of him that when it came time to send one man up to Antioch, to see if this news was true about the Gentiles coming to the faith. The apostles said, let us send Barnabas. I can think of no one else to send but Barnabas. Two of the most powerful agents that exist on this earth come straight from God. One of the agents is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John seven thirty eight. Streams of living water will come from God and they will flow out of you. And then Jesus said, By this I mean the Holy Spirit, whom God will send to you. Holy Spirit, powerful, powerful angels. You look at the very first part of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. Before this earth was created, it was formless. It was void and empty. And the Bible says the Spirit hovered over the waters. And the Spirit the Spirit was the Holy Spirit. And when God said, Let there be light, the Holy Spirit came, he didn't invade a person, he invaded creation. And everything that came out of God's mouth, let there be light, and let there be seas, and let there be dry land, and let there be animals. The Holy Spirit's power is engaged and involved. And then you come to the New Testament, says about the Holy Spirit, he will be the agent for transformation. Apostle Paul asked a difficult thing in the book of Romans. He said, don't be conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the agent that does the operation on your mind and hearts is the same agent who came down on the first day of creation. That agent is the Holy Spirit. When uh, the good doctor Luke says about Barnabas, he is full of the Holy Spirit. That is a powerful thing. And then he said he had some other realm of power in him. And that was faith. Full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith, the two are inseparable. 1 Corinthians twelve three, knowing and say Jesus is Lord, no one can live for him, uh, let alone speak the faith, unless it be by the work of the Holy Spirit. He's full of the Holy Spirit and He's full of faith. How powerful is faith. Jesus said this, Matthew seventeen twenty. If you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to whatever mountain is in your life. Move, mountain, and it shall move. Mountains change in our lives, do they not? What was not a mountain yesterday is a hugest mountain today. What was not even a little peak a month ago is now a mountain so huge that it appears it could shut off the rays of God himself. Our mountains change. I've mentioned Pastor Smitsky's sermon preached some eight, nine years ago. Never have forgotten it. He's preaching about mountains. And he was saying that each of us is given a different mountain to climb. His son had passed away a couple of years earlier. And he looked at me as he was preaching. He said, some of us have that mountain to climb. Others have mountains as they deal with alcohol. Others have mountains as they deal with sons or daughters addicted to some drugs. Some have mountains of social inferiority or low self-esteem. All of us have mountains to climb. And faith is such a powerful thing that Jesus said to have a little bit of faith. You can say to whatever mountain has come up in your life, Move, and it shall move. Here you have Barnabas, full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Two powerful agents from God. Peter wrote in his first letter, he said, I am kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. What sort of difference does Barnabas make on this earth? If he's full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith, you better believe he's going to make a difference on this earth. The streams of living water are going to flow forth from him. Since he's connected to the vine, he's going to bear fruit to the glory of God. That is exactly what he does. The good Dr. Luke who writes the Gospel of Luke and writes the book of Acts, he looks at Barnabas and he gives a rare tribute to him. He calls him a good man. Calls him a good man. You say, what's the big deal? It's a big deal in the Bible. Because the Bible is very careful handing out attributes to men or women. There are very brief outflashings of praise and approval, such as Lydia, such as Achaeus. But these words, good or great, very sparingly used in the Bible. You have a young man named Joseph. You see his life story covers some 13 chapters in the book of Genesis. You look at the activities in his life and you make certain summations concerning Joseph. You surmise that he knew God well. You surmise that he wanted to serve God. But it doesn't say anywhere in Genesis that Joseph was a good man. Why is Luke so moved by Barnabas that he would throw those words in there? Luke was a doctor. Matthew, a tax collector, writes his gospel. Mark writes his gospel as a student of of Simon Peter. Simon Peter was a fisherman. John, fisherman. But here's Luke, uh, and he is a physician. And when you read his gospel, you see grace and mercy and compassion in that gospel that you do not see elsewhere. Why? Because... He's a doctor, and he's got the heart of a doctor, and he has great compassion. And he saw something in Barnabas that touched him very deeply. It was my second week in the ministry in Wichita, Kansas, 23 years of age. One of our members was shot committing a crime, It's at St. Francis Hospital in Wichita, Kansas. And Jeff Crane, uh, the other minister, senior pastor, was out of town. And his wife called me and said, will you go see him? And I said, sure. And when I got to the room, there were three police officers there. One standing by the elevator, one standing by the room, one inside of the room. I said, could I see him? They said, who are you? There are only two people allowed in this room. His doctor, and if you are his minister, you can go speak to him. While I was in the room and the doctor came... And he asked him no questions about how he got in here. Did you have an accident with him? And he asked no questions. Obviously, he saw the police officer standing there. Obviously, he could put two and two together. But I stood there as the doctor ministered to this young man. And afterwards, I left the room at the same time the doctor did. had a conversation with him. He said it matters not to me when i see someone suffering my heart goes to him or to her it matters not to me i am called into this profession to help the suffering what does this have to do with barnabas what i just read to you acts chapter 11 verse 23 24 The news came to those in Jerusalem. When Jesus said to his disciples, you stay in Jerusalem till the Holy Spirit comes. And when he comes, you'll be my disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the other ends of the earth. On the day of Pentecost, Pentecost not that far away on the church calendar. On the day of Pentecost, you have all these people speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit is let loose on this earth. The Holy Spirit found his way up to Antioch, where all the Gentiles were, the great church of the Gentiles. And when the news came to Jerusalem that great acts of God were happening in Antioch amongst the Gentiles, Barnabas was filled with joy, the Bible says. He greatly rejoiced. What happened with other Jews? when they heard the Gentiles had received the grace of God, the other Jews were saying, this cannot be, and this should not be. We are God's chosen people. Salvation belongs to us, to no one else. They could not bear the thought that the Gentiles were be coming to the faith. They could not bear the thought that up in heaven, the Gentile might be standing right next to him. He cannot bear the thought that in a synagogue somewhere down the road, the Gentile might be sitting right next to them. Barnabas had a missionary's heart. Barnabas had a missionary's heart. The doctor said to me, I don't care how he got in here. I don't care whether a good man or a bad man. All I know is he is suffering and I'm called to help him. Barnabas said, I don't care whether a Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or free. I am called to rejoice over everyone that God deigns to save. And the others in Jerusalem. This cannot be. Barnabas goes up to Antioch. He is filled with great joy. He knows his gift is not preaching. He knows someone in Jerusalem who has that gift. That someone was the Apostle Paul. Barnabas had enough humility to say, there is someone who can preach and teach better than I. I can care for them, I can show my love, I can wrap my arms around them, but I want the Apostle Paul to come up here, and Paul does. Great humility with this one named Barnabas. Great mercy with this one called Barnabas. If it says in Micah, That God requires those three things we've talked about often. Act justly, so Barnabas did. Jesus died on the cross for all the world. God so loved the world. I will act justly, and I will believe that God wants the Gentiles in the kingdom. Act justly, love mercy. Love mercy. Without hesitation, he realized these were young lambs. I fed you milk, not solid food, wrote the Apostle Paul. These are young lambs. And Barnabas says, I will go and give milk to these young lambs. But the meat must come from the Apostle Paul. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Barnabas, great humility John the Baptist said about Jesus, one is coming after me that's greater than I am. I'm not worthy to unloose the thongs of his sandals. Barnabas says about Paul, he's a greater teacher than I am. He's a greater preacher than I am. God, would you bring Paul here? And he does. He's a good man, but not a perfect man. Hebrews 5.8, only one perfect. And Luke, covering up nothing, says that after Paul had been there for a while, there was a sharp contention between Paul and Barnabas. A contention so ugly that these two missionaries leading the Gentile church... A contention so ugly that they separate. And I've often thought as I read that, how many of the early Christians there of the Gentile persuasion, how many of them looked at this fighting that went on between between these two great missionaries and said quickly, I don't want anything to do with that. What did God do with it? He blessed it enormously. Here comes Satan applauding. He's destroying what is happening in Antioch. And God says, no, 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 Satan. Rejoice for but a moment because my hand is all over this one. They separate. Who does Barnabas join up with? Young Timothy. Who does Paul join up with? Silas. And Paul and Silas do their missionary work. And Barnabas and Timothy do their missionary work. And God looks at Satan and says, you're lost again. I cover twice as much territory now as I did before. Dear, dear Barnabas, I'm at the gym yesterday, three o'clock in the afternoon, usually not there, but the grandchildren had ball games all morning. Connie said, You look so tired, why don't you just skip it? And I'm OCD, so I didn't. Thank you. And I'm at the gym for about 10 minutes, and someone comes up, taps me on the shoulder, and says, Are you a preacher? And and I thought about what he said for a moment. I said, yes, I'm a preacher. He said, well, someone pointed me out, pointed you out to me. Do you have a moment to talk with me? And we go over there in a corner and we talk Not for a moment. We talk for 45 minutes. And I do believe with all my heart that because... Someone is there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I do believe with all my heart that someone is going to be up in heaven. Because at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, someone was there to talk with him about the reality of God and the reality of his promises. I do believe that. Someone said last night, why didn't you tell them go away that you're working out I said, It doesn't work that way. <laughs> when you look at people, what do you see? Haven't asked this question for a while. what do you see? Do you see fat? Do you see thin? Do you see a different color than I am or the same color? When you look at a person, what do you see? Do you see male? Do you see female? Do you see friend? Do you see foe? Do you see someone I know, someone I don't know? When you look at people, what do you see? Same social class as I am, different social class than I am. What do you see? Do you see rich? Do you see poor? What do you see? Educated, uneducated, fancy car, beater car, what do you see when you look at people? How does that influence your heart at that precise moment? I knew this guy, not knew him, but I knew him from the gym. I knew the language that he used and the stories that he told. And I tried very hard to stay as far away from him as I could. And here he comes from behind me, taps me on the shoulder... You know what my first reaction was, but you know what my second reaction was. Barnabas didn't see Gentile, and he didn't see Jew. Maybe the reason he asked Paul to come up was because Paul wrote 1 Corinthians nine nineteen. I become all things to all men so I might save as many as possible. When I'm with a Jew, I act like a Jew. When I'm with a Gentile, I act like a Gentile. And when Barnabas needed a great teacher and a great preacher, he knew the heart of the apostle Paul. He said, get on up here. When you look at people, what do you see? You ought to see only one thing. Someone that God has put on this earth at the same time you're here. Could be your brother, could be your sister, could be your mom, could be your dad. That's how you view them. And when God says to you, I'm calling you to this individual on this day. A servant of the most high God says, here am I. Send me. As did Barnabas and as did the apostle paul in his powerful name amen friends would you rise as we pray the good shepherd said last week's gospel i have other sheep not of this fold i desire them to bring i desire to bring them into the fold and so he did When the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, so he did. The Gentiles come into the kingdom. And the individuals like Barnabas and Paul and so many others, they were your vessels. Let your light so shine before men, Barnabas, that they may see the justice, kindness, and humility that comes out of you. And then give glory to God that he has sent you into their lives. For the sake of salvation and the kingdom. Use us, Lord. Use us in your powerful ways. In our Savior's name. Amen.